Stephanie Emery is a lifetime member of the Girl Scouts and the owner of Adventure Bus, an affordable way for like-minded people from all over to get together, get outside, see the world, and have fun with nature. Originally from West Paris, Maine, Stephanie spent her summers at Girl Scouts of Maine's Camp Pondicherry, where her mother was the nurse. Her days were filled with hiking, swimming, canoeing, and various outdoor adventures. It was here that she learned the essential survival and leadership skills that she puts to use today. After college, Stephanie started a private teaching studio in Boston, giving lessons on flute, recorder, saxophone, and clarinet. Although she found the job extremely rewarding, the outdoors came knocking. In the summer of 2002, Stephanie took a two-week tour called the Best of the National Parks with a company called Adventure Bus. This would turn out to be a life-changing experience. Hoping to spend the school year teaching and summers on the Adventure Bus, Stephanie went on multiple tours, aiming to convince the owner that she would be an asset to the company. Little did she know that a year later, she would become the owner. Fast forward to 2023, and Stephanie has been the owner of Adventure Bus for 20 years. She has created countless new trips from Arizona to Alaska and back to her home state of Maine. She's very proud and thankful of the extended family Adventure Bus has become. Today, Stephanie and I will be exploring her path from Camp Pondicherry to the owner of an outdoor adventure company and how the two ventures are unequivocally intertwined. Welcome to a Passion to Action edition of the Daughters of Change podcast where you'll hear the stories of young women who have turned their passion into action through Girl Scouting. Encouraged and prepared through the Girl Scout leadership experience to imagine solutions and chase innovation where others only see challenges. These girls are exploring their big ideas with freedom and flexibility. They are motivated to build things from scratch, unleash their potential, and lead us toward the answers our future requires. Prepare yourselves to be amazed. Before we get started, a special thanks and a big shout out to our collaboration partners for the Passion to Action series. The Girl Scouts of Maine, building girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. And First National Bank and First National Wealth Management, serving Maine from 18 branches along the coast and inland in Bangor and Brewer. Dream first, our best days are ahead. Stephanie Emery, welcome to the Passion to Action edition of the Daughters of Change podcast. And we have quite an adventurous podcast today. I'm really looking forward uh, to our listeners hearing about your business and what you've been doing. So thank you so much for joining us today. 
You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I was so excited when we had our pre-call and you were telling me about the adventure bus because <laughs> can I just say to everybody out there listening, particularly the women, can you say girls trip? This could be a seriously <laughs> fun road trip. So I'm just tossing that out there. And before we get into all of that, I love to ask an icebreaker question at the beginning of these podcasts. And I, I try to come up with ones I think that pertain maybe to what we're going to be talking about. But what I want to ask you, Stephanie, is from the standpoint of somebody who leads adventure tours, what is one important skill that everybody should have? Uh, I think everybody should have good communication skills because I think without that, um, it's super difficult to lead a tour. Um, if you can't, you know, the knowledge of the outdoors, hiking, first aid, all that is super important. But if you cannot communicate safety and what you want to do and have a good rapport with your guests, then all of that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, good point. That's actually that's actually a really good point for for most things in life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Stephanie, you you know you've had uh, quite a journey yourself, and you obviously have some incredible skills that you've honed over the years. Um, a lot of that is because of your Girl Scout experience. But before we get into that, how is Girl Scouts part of your family's history? Because you have an interesting sort of legacy here. Absolutely. Um, my mom, Elaine Emery, um, she was a life, she is still actually a, a lifelong Girl Scout. And um, her mother was actually her troop leader. And she was my troop leader as well as my sister's troop leader. And um, she became a camp nurse at Camp Pondicherry in the mid-70s. And that allowed my sister and I to attend uh, camp all summer long. Uh, for me, anyway, it was for 16 summers. So it's been wow. a long tradition. My sister has also been a troop leader for her girls, for her three girls, and they are grown now, and we are all uh, lifetime members. That's really incredible when you think about that. That's what, three generations? Four, is it four generations? Your grandmother, your mother, you and your sister, and now your sister's daughters, right? So that's four generations Correct. of Girl Scouts. That's yes. pretty impressive. And, you know, the... The idea of being able to spend 16 summers like that at Camp Pondicherry, I mean, that must have been incredible because I know that so many of the Girl Scouts that I talk to, both who are currently Girl Scouts or are lifetime members, that camp experience meant so much to them or means so much to them. They love it. Absolutely. For me, since I grew up there starting at age like three, it was... I knew nothing different. So for me, um, it, you know, it was just a part of my life. Every, every single year we would go back. And I think I didn't realize until many years later just how lucky I was to have that experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty special. Sometimes when you're a kid and you're in the thick of it, it's kind of hard to see it. But that's a really special experience. And what personal attributes did you garner from your summers spent at Camp Pondicherry that you've carried with you throughout your life? Well, I think part of it um, is 
my love of the outdoors. I just love being outdoors. And that obviously came from all that experience. But I think also uh, my confidence um, in going out and um, being able to lead a company and taking that leap into leading a company uh, definitely came from my camp experience. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, no matter how many times I do this podcast, no matter what we talk about, it all comes back and circles around to that leadership experience, you know, and, and the confidence and the going outside of the comfort zone and all of those things that, that really kind of set you up to be able to lead as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned in the intro that, you know, after school, after you got out of college, you were you lived in Boston and you had your own music studio and you were teaching uh, music to students. So I believe it was like what clarinet, saxophone and flute. Do I have that right? Yes, correct. Yep. OK. And, and you really loved that. You did that for like 12 years. But can you give us like how did you go from that to owning the adventure bus? Give us that kind of journey. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, you, you're correct. I was living in Boston at the time in the city and uh, teaching music, which was another one of my passions growing up. Always played music and had music in the house and music at camp. And um, I loved that part of my life. But just being in the city, I was just feeling really stuck. So I started looking for an adventure and most of my friends had already done the, you know, take off for the summer, go out and, and go cross country things. So I had to find something on my own. So I started looking at different tour options online and I came across the adventure bus. And immediately I knew because it was a camping experience, um, that it was the trip for me. So I went on a trip called the Best of the National Parks, uh, a two-week trip, and I absolutely loved it. And when I came back, I felt like a different person. People said I seemed like a different person. Um, so I decided to do a few more trips with them. So I went back for two or three more trips, and then I asked for a job, which wasn't available at the time, but I sort of started volunteering and uh, in exchange for some trips. And then the owner was like, yeah, she's not going away. <laughs> so I worked <laughs> I worked for the company for, for one year, and then the owner was ready to move on and do other things. And uh, within a year... I took over the company and, and now I've been running it for 20 years. <laughs> there, there's some incredible serendipity in that story. Absolutely. Um, I know people who, who try to start up companies like this and, you know, it's it's really, really difficult to do. And I was certainly very lucky to um, for the timing in my life and um, just the circumstances came together well for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that the previous owner must have seen something in you, you know, to because you when you start a business, it becomes like your baby, you know, so even when you're ready to to sell it to somebody or pass it on to somebody like it has to be the right person, especially like it's not like you're, you're selling Whole Foods to Amazon. You know, it's a more personal right. it's a more personal journey than that. Right. 
Absolutely. And I think I took him by surprise a little bit because, you know, on my first trip, I was this quiet girl, you know, from from Maine. And I didn't really let on that I had a lot of these skills because I was out of practice, actually. um, And I had forgotten about a lot of the skills that I had. Um, And um, he actually we're we're still in touch and he actually works for me now part time and and is a, a, a driver. Um, with my company. So it's come kind of full circle. <laughs> oh, how perfect. That's actually yes. perfect. You know, so he, yep. he could still have like some of the adventure that he initially Absolutely. created. Yeah. Yep. And so tell us more about Adventure Bus. Tell us more about your company and exactly what you do. Sure. Uh, so we provide um, hiking and camping tours primarily to the national parks, uh, primarily out west, um, Yellowstone, Grand Teton, Bryce, uh, Zion, Arches. Um, We've even done some trips into Canada and Alaska, and most recently um, back to my home state of Maine. Um, We provide most of the camping equipment so people can just show up and and enjoy themselves. And you do all the cooking too. Like I was looking on the website at the meals. Like, so you provide the meals, right? As well. Yeah. About seven, 70% of them. Yet we do, um, hot breakfasts and, and hot dinners. Um, and lunches are usually packed up and taken out on the trail and eaten in a, you know, either picnic style in a beautiful setting or, or somewhere along the trail, depending on the day. But yeah, we provide about 70% of the meals. And it looked like, you know, you have that option to either sleep on the bus or to sleep in a tent. So it's kind of, you know, some people are more like sleep on the bus kind of people. I would probably be a sleep on the bus kind of person, just saying. Um, <laughs> but you have that option that you can sleep on the bus or you can tent. And then some of the places you go even have excursions that you can connect with, like almost like on a cruise. You know how they have like the excursion? Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yep. So we offer, we usually offer some um, additional activities like kayaking, whitewater rafting, mountain biking. You know, it all depends on uh, the location that we're at. And people can rent the bus for a private group, right? Yep. We do special charters. We've done um, sort of like family reunions. I've had mountain bike groups come along, um, specific hiking uh, groups as well, or just groups of friends that want, you know, just to have the bus to themselves. I love that. Talk about a bachelorette party. Come on, ladies. Like that beats like doing <laughs> that little bicycle thing in Nashville. Sorry, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, depending on where your adventure sits, but I found that fascinating, you know, to be able to, to do that as well. But they're, they're small groups. So even if you, if you went say by yourself and joined one of your tours, that's, um, already on the books, like you're with a small group, right? It's not like you're being thrown into this, you know, massive group of humanity. Correct. Yeah. Most of our trips have between 12 and and 15 people. And you're right. A majority of our clientele um, do come by themselves. I'd say about 70%. And they do because it's a comfortable way to travel. Um, you're with other people, but yet you can kind of do your own thing if you want to as well. Um, but you have the safety of the, of the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And people come from all over the world, right? They do. Absolutely. All over the US, um, Australia, France, England, everywhere. Yep. 
Yeah, what a cool way to meet people. And we're going to talk more later on about how it becomes more of like an extended family, because I think that's that's a really fascinating aspect of this, too. But what do you like best about your job, Stephanie? Well, I love that I get to be outdoors, um, but I also love meeting those folks from all over the place. And I love especially seeing their reaction to some of the beautiful locations that we go to, like the first time people get to see Bryce Canyon or uh, Glacier National Park, wherever we are, just those first reactions, just I, I, lo- I love witnessing that and, and, and seeing how different people react to them. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. Because those places are so gorgeous. I mean, I haven't been to all of them, but I've been to some, you know, because I was avidly on your website, so fascinated by, <laughs> look at these cool trips. I'm like, yeah. I mean, there are so many beautiful places in this country to see. Um, and I think sometimes we travel outside of the country and forget about what's in our own backyard. There's a lot of beauty right Absolutely. here for sure. And who is Molly? And what is, what's so special about her? <laughs> <laughs> Molly is actually our um, premier vehicle. She's our bus. Um, and our bus, Molly, is actually a sleeper coach. She's specially designed with um, all the regular seats have been taken out. So she's got some seating areas in there and some bunk beds as well. And so some of those, um, as you mentioned, yeah, you can sleep on the bus. So some of those areas turn into bunk beds at night. Um, but she's super social um, for when we're driving down the road. You know, actually, people are sort of facing each other as we're driving down the road. So like I mentioned, it's a very social, comfortable experience. Yeah. I, I, you think about that because a lot of times when you're a bus, you're like in these row seats, like in a plane and you're just facing straight ahead. And it's hard to interact with the people around you other than maybe just your seatmates on either side of you. Absolutely. So that that's pretty cool. And um, what makes Adventure Bus different from other tour companies? Well, I think, um, you know, I try to design our trips to be super flexible so that, you know, a lot of different levels of, uh, you know, hiking ability can come along. People who have different interests can come along and there's kind of something for everyone. Um, So I think that's a little bit different than some tours. Um, I also think we really become a family on each of these tours. And I think that aspect you that bond you immediately feel even if you're a a brand new person uh, on a trip and you don't know anybody you know within hours you've got uh bus mates and you're you know talking about different trips you've been on and um you know talking about what you want to do on the trip and what you're excited about and you know learning each other's stories and that sort of thing it's a you know it's an extremely social atmosphere and everybody chips in, everybody kind of looks after each other while they're out on the trail. Um, so it becomes a family pretty quickly. Yeah, it feels like it's a more, I don't know if intimate's the right word, but a more intimate experience for the lack of a better term than being on a huge tour where you really don't get to know people. And, you know, I would think especially, you know, going into some of the parks or doing some of the excursions, whitewater rafting, things like that. If you've never done it before, it's it would be important to feel like you're with people you really trust. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. 
And I know that, you know, earlier on, I had asked you about what you uh, took away from your experiences at as a Girl Scout in Camp Pondicherry that you've carried into life. And you did mention the leadership aspect also and confidence for running this business. But are there other like skills, like outdoor skills and things that you learned that you carry with you now, do you think, with, with your company? Oh, absolutely. I, I think um, through the programs that I got to put participate in at Camp Pondicherry, the Junior Maine Woodsman, Woodsman and JMG programs. Those are the outdoor skill programs that were offered when I was at camp. And through the um, CIT, the counselor and training programs, I definitely learned outdoor skills. Um, the cooking, like you mentioned, that's where I learned to cook <laughs> outside um, and for m- many people. And definitely the planning skills, um, I, I attribute to those programs as well, being able to plan a trip, uh, plan the meals, plan where you're going to go, the equipment that you need, um, organizing it, improvising it when things go wrong, all those skills I definitely learned from my um, camp experience and, and going through those programs. Yeah, and those programs are no joke. I mean, I did a podcast, I think it was last year, uh, that attributes like the junior main guide and like the the main guides say this program in some cases is like what we go through. Yes. I mean, and you've done the main guide program too, yes. right? Like yep. during the pandemic. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're really going out there and learning what it means to be out in, you know, nature and surviving, which is yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. just toasted marshmallows, folks. Trust me. No. It's more than a s'mores <laughs> experience, although you probably get that too, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Of course. You yeah. have to have s'mores. Yeah, you have to have <laughs> s'mores. It's just, that's a given. And you mentioned uh, that, you know, you love to see people experiencing some of these places for the first time. Do you have a favorite story about somebody that just like, was blown away by being on one of the tours or something that they saw while they were on the tour? All the time. People are excited and, you know, even brought to tears sometimes about from the places that they see. I had that experience at Bryce Canyon on, on my first tour, I was completely overwhelmed. Um, But I'm always, always surprised still um, when I hear people say this is their first time camping. And I had a gentleman once who I think he was celebrating like a 65th birthday or so on a trip. And it was really important to him to sleep out in a tent that week because he had never done it before. <laughs> and that completely surprised me. Um, and wow. But I was super happy to you know be able to make that um, happen for him and ha- for him to have that experience even at 65. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you think, I mean, you think about it. Somebody that's been in the city their whole life or what have you probably Absolutely. has it, right? And have you witnessed people actually grow over the course of the week or maybe you reconnect with them afterwards? Because I know you have repeat uh, customers. Have you seen like people's personal growth from these experiences? I think so. Um, I, I know certain people get the travel bug um, after they go on one trip and they go home and you know they've gained the confidence to go on more and more trips out on their own. Um, I know they sometimes learn more about the national parks and they had no idea we have this incredible system 
of parks and they make it their you know goal to see more and more parks or try to see all the national parks um people go home and they go camping on their own they go home and they buy a tent and they you know get together with other friends and they get the confidence to to take their friends on a trip i love hearing all those stories yeah that's it really opens you up and you know, seeing some of these natural wonders, for the lack of a better term, that, you know, when you get there, you realize, like, it, it's overwhelming in a beautiful way, but you realize, like, how vast everything is and how you're this, like, little piece, this cog and this this vastness. It's, it's really, I remember the first time I saw the Grand Canyon, I was like, you know, you see it on TV, you see pictures, but there's nothing that prepares you for seeing Arches or the Grand Canyon or some of these places the first time. You're just like, Whoa. Absolutely. Yeah. And and yeah. people say to me all the time, oh, you must get sick of this. You see this all the time. I never get sick of it. There's yeah. always something new to see at, you know, Bryce Canyon or wherever it is we're at. And it, it's different every time you're there. The weather's different. The sky's different. The people that you are with are different and are experiencing it in different ways. So I never tire of it. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's really, yeah, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience. And so speaking of wonderful experiences, do you have um, some tours or specific adventures coming up in like the next year or so that you're really excited about? Um, I am hoping to do some more tours actually here in uh, my home state of Maine. Uh, believe it or not, because I was at summer camp, I didn't really get to experience a lot of my state when I was younger. Um, and it wasn't till until you know, I, I went away. I was basically away for 15, 20 years. And when I came back, I was like, oh, the, you know, I had, there were all these places that I'd never been to, all these state parks and Katahdin and, you know, places like that. And during COVID, I did not get to do trips for two years. Um, so I got to explore more and more of Maine. And now I'm really excited to share some of those places. And I'm, I'm hoping, I already do have two trips uh, to Maine, but I'm, I'm looking to do some more in-depth trips to, to share the state. Yeah, there's some pretty spectacular places here. And you know what, I kind of did the same thing. It's funny that you're saying that. Like I was gone, you know for you, you know, then you come back and you're like, wow, what's like right here? And there's some great whitewater rafting here too. There's some really good whitewater rafting yes, here. In yes. Maine. So yeah, well, that's cool. So, okay, people come see Maine. It's beautiful. <laughs> and talk a little bit more about how this has become like an extended family for you. Sure. Um, well, you mentioned my return rate, and I have an incredible return rate. Um, I'd say 90% of my guests this past summer had been on a previous trip. Um, several of them, four, five, and six trips. It's to the point now where I can just say, I'm having a trip to this location and people just sign up for it because they know it's going to be a great experience because they trust Adventure Bus. They know it's going to be uh, have great people on the trip. So I love that. We've had people who have come on a trip 
and then spread the word to their hiking friends, their relatives. They've brought, you know, um, their grandchildren along to share the experience. And we've even had groups of people that have met up for the first time on a trip. And then four or five of them will be like, okay, this is the one I'm doing next. Can, can, you know, can you make this one? Can you make this one? All right, let's, let's meet again next year on the adventure bus. And I think through that and the fact that it's just such a social experience, um, yeah, it really has become an extended family. That's an incredible return rate. You know, I mean, that's, I don't know of many businesses that can say that. No, and I'm very, very thankful for it because, you know, being a small business that, you know, obviously helps on, you know, my costs for advertising and that sort of thing. And I, yeah, I'm gratefully eternal for for all the, the people who keep returning and who spread the word for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing something right, obviously. And, you know, there's a parallel there with Girl Scouts, because that becomes a lifelong network of friends for many people who've been part of it. And you're now a lifetime member. Um, And you are actually involved and actually one of the leaders of the Camp Pondicherry Alumni Association. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. So what is that about? And how come it got started? Like, what? Tell us about that a little bit. Well, I would say approximately ten to twelve years ago, um, a friend of mine who was also um, at Camp Pondicherry organized a reunion, and there hadn't been a, a, a alumni reunion for a long time, for ten or fifteen years, and I was able to go to it and. It was just an incredible experience. And we all were like, how come we haven't been doing this, you know, and, and getting together and remembering all these great memories and, and, and having this great experience. And so I kind of thought, I think I have the skills to make this more of a permanent group. And, uh, you know, Facebook was just kind of coming around then. And and I felt like I had the skills to sort of organize people to, you know, keep it organized, to do events and that sort of thing. So I said, hey, let's give this, let's give this a shot. And um, we're still, we're still together. That's really wild. And so you've stayed in touch with people throughout the years, you know, and people are probably living all over, right? Is everybody still in Maine or are people... No, they're they're all over the country. Actually, we've got folks out yeah. in in Utah and Arizona that you know stay connected. They can't always come and and join us when we have reunions and that that sort of thing. But you know they they definitely stay connected over Facebook and. That's fantastic. That's really it's so nice to have lifelong friends like that, right? Or a network of of female friends that have been in your life. There's just nothing like it. Um, and so, how do people if somebody's is a Camp Pondicherry alum, mm-hmm. and they would like to join this group. How does that work? Like, how do they find out about it? Well, our primary um, source of sort of communication is on Facebook, and you can just come. It, it's a group, and it's the Camp Pondicherry Alumni Association group page. Or if you're not on Facebook, which I know a lot of people aren't, um, you can email me at pondyalumni at gmail.com and I can make sure that you get all the latest information on our events, 
um, reunions, that sort of thing. So is that a Pondi, P-O-N-D-I? Yes. P-O-N-D-I alumni at gmail.com. Okay, I'm going to make sure if you're listening and you're interested, the links to both the email and the Facebook group are in the show notes, okay? So you just look down and you'll find them. And they're in the summaries as well if you're, you know, so that'll be there for you. So that's how you can um, get in touch if you've been at Camp Pondicherry and you'd like to join that. How can people learn more about the Adventure Bus? Well, you can visit adventurebus.com. That's our website. We are also on Facebook. There's a, a page and a group called Adventure Bus Travel. So you can go on there and, and uh, actually see photos from other people's experiences. You can find that on our website as well. So I'm going to make sure that those links are also those links are also there, folks. So they're right there in the show notes. And I'll put the Facebook as well as um, the website. I was on the website. Like I was going down the rabbit hole like, oh, my God, this is so <laughs> it looks like so much fun. Um, and. What advice do you have for other Daughters of Change? My advice is don't be afraid to make mistakes because they're going to happen. Um, Learn from your mistakes, accept your mistakes, and move on. I've made so many mistakes, little ones and big ones. And, you know, some of the big ones can really get you down. But if you learn from them, kind of accept that they're going to happen and and move on. I think that's can set you up for some really good success. With much gratitude and thanks, I want to recognize our sponsor for the Passion to Action campaign, the First National Bank, whose strong tradition of service extends beyond their walls by dedicating resources to identify and fund critical areas of community need in their market areas. This includes programs that enhance the quality of life, instill pride, and promote important initiatives, including education and youth, health and human services, civic and community development, and culture and the arts. Thank you, First National Bank. <music>